now if they don't complete it, didn't you say they, they like listen to this? So they, they either kill they kill themselves. They have Wait. to kill themselves. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I they thought, either they either hang like themselves or remove their intestines. That's oh the two methods. And yeah. I'm like, easy decision. <laughs> What's up everybody? This is the Bros Gone Wild Podcast. Hello. In this episode, we get into our Thanksgiving a little bit. We discuss Buddhist monks and meditation. Jonah gets into a very interesting discussion on the Russian doping scandal. And there's some great insight. And we get in on a great, great little topic on that. Penny boarding inside of stores and penny boarding abroad. Santa, Elf on the Shelf, and many more things on top of that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. part about thanksgiving the options were family food lions football or the turkey trot it came we got 51 votes food came in first with 41 percent followed by family at 33 lions at 24 and one vote for the turkey trot <laughs> at number two which might have been myself <laughs> but i'll tell you the turkey trot you run a 5k and then it's just kind of like all right. The only vote. <laughs> I got a I got a free pass the rest of the day. Right, like you, it, 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 you have an excuse. You don't to do feel anything. guilty. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so a good funny. point. You, you don't have to feel guilty. You have an excuse to do just about anything the rest of the day. Yeah, I mean, not that if I did run the circuit trout, it'd stop me from doing, doing the same thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still, feels a little bit better. It and goes it, down it's, easier. It's cool down there, and I like doing it. Mm-hmm. Detroit's your sanctuary, isn't it? <laughs> He kinda that's is. Jonah's natural habitat. Yeah, that's where he's, that's where he's most comfortable. <laughs> I like it down there. <laughs> oh boy. Did you do anything fun for Thanksgiving? What about you? Just traveled to Holland. Holland? Yeah. It was good. It was great to see everybody. That's cool. the first time we've done that. Really? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Except for a long, long time ago. But I don't even completely remember it. But yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving. Not bad. Yeah, very fun. And, and throughout Thanksgiving, I was actually, I've been getting knee deep in my book, and it's Wake Up by Sam Harris. And it's a lot on, I think the, the, it says, how to reach spirituality without religion. I'm not trying to be this anti-religious guy yeah. or anything like that, but it's a lot on meditation and the most effective means of getting into meditation. And so this book goes into weird thought experiments to kind of open up your thinking of things and then even how to reach selflessness and it's very complex and hard to how to hard to really wrap your head around but one of the really cool thought experiments in the beginning when they're talking about the anatomy of the brain and understanding trails of consciousness they talk about this thought experiment that has to do with traveling to Mars so i wanted to pose this for you guys and so if you are you're sitting on earth and your friends you get a message from your friends that says Hey Josh, hey Jonah, hey D, let's uh, <laughs> let's we're all in Mars. You guys should come on over. Just uh, it's it's very it's not very expensive. Just get yourself cloned and we'll be at Mars. And what? <laughs> yeah, what's the clone? And so so we've we figured out how to teleport to Mars, so to speak. Okay. So they say, all right, just go and take the teleportation to Mars. 
And so you get there and you don't even realize necessarily what it is. And they say, hey, so we're going to teleport you. But w what we really do is we take a complete body scan of you. Every single cell is copied. And then they recreate you in Mars. Oh, kind of like, uh, oh, geez, what's the John Carter? <laughs> Willy Wonka. Oh. They put him. They put him. They put him in the screen. They put the kid in the screen. You know what I'm talking about when he he goes into the TV. All right, whatever. Somebody, somebody listening. Will get Holy it. crap! That's the literally the last thing I was expecting you to relate that to. Anyway, that's sorry. the first thing that popped in my mind. So, anyways, so they're in Earth, and he go. He oh. think, walks up, thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be teleport me to Mars." But really, what they're doing is they're copying you. And then another version of you, exact same replica, same brain cell, same everything, is you. And then they say, but we have to kill your body on Earth because there obviously can't be two of you. And so the kind of the question they're posing is, what makes you, you in Mars? Since, yes, it's a, it's a complete replica, does your consciousness travel from you to you? Or is this a different person that slightly is in Mars? Or... And what makes you you five minutes from now? What makes you you ten, I don't know a year from now? Yeah, it's it's kind of imposing that question to make you really think about it. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that is going to be you on Mars, or is it going to be just this replica that was you in that moment? Um, it's tough. I don't. This is really a debate about consciousness, right? I does the consciousness travel? Travel Con from yeah, kind of, or is it? My, my, the thing I'm questioning is, I don't think the consciousness would travel, but if your brain is forming all these synapses and all these different connections in the brain, if those are replicated, would you still think the same way, or is it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Because <laughs> does, does an experience change the physical connections in your brain that could be copied and sent to Mars or do you understand what I'm getting at the experience of getting teleported there all your life experiences everything in, is yes everything in, in, your, everything. in your brain oh, in your everything brain. is yeah. copied is but think about it for a split second you exist on earth and you exist on Mars first because they can't they have to kill you and whatever that word so, like a soul, so to speak, because I don't know, you have this voice in you. You have you that what makes you think the way you do yeah. about yourself. So, how can that exist for two people at once? How can you, in a way, you get murdered on Earth and then you just teleport to Mars? Yeah, I don't. You kind of, you kind of get what I'm saying. With I do. That? No, I understand what you're saying. I don't think you'd be the same person. No, you don't, I don't think you'd be the same person. Even if it's same memories, same. Even if it's the same memories, consciousness, everything. It's. Distinct, distinct to one to a, one organism or I don't you know, don't think it can travel I don't think so no it's more well, it's, it's, it's almost, like a religious that's like a religious thing though right I mean I don't sort of I don't, souls I don't look at that religious two kind of identical is. twins have the same DNA the same yeah genetic makeup and they can go through the same experiences when they're younger and they would be biologically the same but they have two different consciousness consciousnesses inside of them which make them two different people they they are exactly exactly the same. identical twins they replicate from one cell that splits into two and they're identical identical twins not all twins there's fraternal twins yeah. that aren't identical but identical twins have the same dna they generate from the same cell that splits into two 
This is crazy. So, so you what, think what you're almost you? birthing another twin? What about you? Yeah. What's your What's your take on it? I think that's I, I I'm with you guys. Yeah. That I, you can't exist in two places at once, and it's not once you die, then you just travel to there, so to speak. Yeah. I think you're creating this other this other deity. Yeah, it's a different being organism. It's interesting. It's wild. And this it book is. is talking a lot about consciousness. And one of the ways they they start talking about taking these trips to uh, vid- visit Buddhist monks that literally their entire life is studying selflessness and reaching secession, which is reaching the total and totality of basically accepting yourself. And you have no thought of doubt, no nothing. And so one of the ways they try and describe this cessation to reach it because they'll do silent retreats they'll do uh, a year where you you literally can't speak you're just thinking to yourself and you're trying to get over this and you're trying to reach enlightenment in these buddhist monks and it's wild and so one of the ways they describe it is when you're walking around a house and you go oh there's my keys who are you talking to why do you have to reassure yourself that you found (laughs) your keys when in reality you could just Pick him up and go. go and grab him. Why are you talking to somebody? And if you were to continue that conversation, it would been you would almost be considered mentally insane. But just because you do that little phrase, it's not that big of a deal. And everyone kind of accepts that there's this other person they're talking to, which is really weird. <laughs> but reaching this cessation and reaching this selflessness, you never have that doubt. It's just everything is fully is almost gone through a filter and as it comes through you. You're never you're never asking no one else is competing with your voice and that's what they're trying to reach. Which just whoa. <laughs> it's mind blowing. To have your mind think like that. It's so clear. Everything is so clear. It's not a competing or competition within your brain and it's interesting. It makes me want to meditate. It he's really just breaking everything down so much. And I mean, could you imagine sitting in in doing their, I don't necessarily think prayers, but doing their practices for a year and you can't speak. Yeah, that'd be like, weird. 365 days, 365 no talk. days, not a word. Literally not even a, <laughs> I guess I don't even know. What does that even constitute? There's probably rules. Just rip and farts. Can't even laugh. <laughs> audible all the things. Just audible. <laughs> But I don't know, I just, I feel like I just wake up, ah! and then I lost the year. <laughs> Jeez. Like, dang. Can you talk in your dreams Does that count? It might alter your dreams if you What if you're talk, talk you or... talk in your sleep, you, you're not allowed to go? Oh, yeah, that's a good Jonah, point. They, they actually sent Jonah home. He's a sleeper. <laughs> He's a sleep talker. It was it, so remember that, uh, it was on the podcast, a while back, the monks that had to do those crazy journeys. Yeah, I'm watching the documentary right now. No, <clears throat> Did you know they end up running full length around the globe? Yeah, 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 you <laughs> now, if they don't complete it, didn't you say they, they like... Listen to this. So they, they, either, they kill themselves. They have Wait. to kill themselves. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I they thought, either, they either hang like themselves or remove their intestines. Oh, That's the two methods. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like... Easy decision. <laughs> like, why did they leave that one or two options? Yeah, you have this option. That, that was ridiculous. And you can yank your intestines out. Or just yank everything out. Oh, shit. Up to you. Hurt, dude. But isn't that crazy? Wow. And what's wild, too, is 
so they have these checkpoints and travel spots and everything. And and so they have these places where they, they see pretty consistently because you're traveling 50 to 100 miles every single day. You're back talking For 100 about, consecutive days. You're back talking to the monks running. Monks yeah, monks running. running. Okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit into the documentary, yeah. just a little nice. bit. And these guys get injured. I mean, you could imagine your foot swells up. You're, you're walking doing, 52 miles a day. They're doing it barefoot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Or so, actually, no, no, sorry. No, it's not. It's sandals, but it's like oh, it's geez, straps, homemade still, sandals, whatever. Like, yeah. Green thongs or the old school shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never, one thing they stress is it's not supposed to be anything rushed. You're not supposed to be sweating. You're not supposed, and one of the things. They're not running. No, 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 it's walking. Oh. How do you walk 52 miles in a day? It's just a good pace. <laughs> it's a fast Seriously, moment. think about that. Yeah. Walking that. <laughs> forever. But one of the things they stress is your head can't bob. They say if your head is bobbing up and down, you're doing you're, it wrong. You're because you're not doing it for enlightenment. You're doing it more of it trying to achieve it. And it shouldn't be like that. You're doing this on your own personal journey. Wow. And, and then I believe before. So, like I said, I haven't finished the documentary, but they also have to do a 10-day fast as oh. well. Somewhere either before and after, maybe uh, to be able to do it, something like that. But And they say seven days is where you should draw the line in fasting. And once you get over seven days, could, you can very well die. Oh and if you gosh. die, they just say, well, wasn't going to reach it. That's what it is. Damn. Wow. Good old monks. So you're, are you done with that spirituality book? Are you on to... Almost. Uh, I'm getting there. You're not on to Tim Ferriss yet? Not yet. Oh, not yet. okay. I'm excited, I know you're though. pumped about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Damn. I'll be, I'll be talking about that book as I get it. Cool. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear about it. Because I saw Andrew posted something about it, too. So yep. it looks like it's got a lot of hype around it. Uh-huh. At least with the bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great book. I watched a documentary. Or, I guess, I listened to a podcast... I was driving home Tuesday, uh-huh. and I was looking for a podcast, and I found a Joe Rogan one that had this guy. His name's Brian Fogel. He's a filmmaker who set out to make a documentary about doping in cycling. And so cycling's known to be one of the like dirtiest sports out there. Well, no doubt. Everybody in the game no. is, juicing. is juicing. Yeah. Yep. So when they caught Lance, he was... He was not the only one. Not even no. close. He just was the oh, most notorious. He was say, the most famous. They always say the first 15 places. Yeah, think bike, bike, uh, cycling. Cycling. I was going to say bikeling. <laughs> the first 15 places, 98% of the time, they are all dope. I think I, I, I could be wrong. This just could wild. just be some, for some reason, I had this in my head. When they stripped him of his Tour de France, one of his Tour de France, they were to give it to the next person in line. They had to give it to the guy that finished 18th wow no shit now i'm not sure if that's 100 true i don't know if that's i crazy. just have that in my head for some reason but wow i think that's I mean, pretty accurate in terms of just everybody does it right like you had to do it to compete Holy cow, yeah dude. exactly but anyway so this guy set out to do it and so he wanted to dope himself up and then try to beat all these tests so he had to get into he was trying to get in touch with all these people in WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency. So he got in touch with this guy from UCLA. The guy was going to help him. And then he goes, you know what? I don't want to help you try to get around the tests. 
my whole career is trying to catch people doping. Yeah. I don't want to help you. That's yeah. bad for his reputation. Right. But I'll set you up with this guy that I think will help you. So we set him up with this guy named Gregory. I'm going to butcher the last name, so I'm not even going to say it. He's the head of WADA in Russia. Okay. Okay. So he got set up with this guy, Gregory. They were emailing back and forth for like eight months. And Gregory came over to do a conference. That's a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were, they were like, Six months, Mark. Still got plenty to talk about. They, 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 were, they, were, email, well, they were emailing. They were, they were Skyping a little bit. And Gregory was kind of co- it was coaching them on what drugs to take, okay. how much, stuff like that. Okay, okay. And, so, and still get away with it, right? Yeah. Use, but still get away with it? Okay. Well, so, well, so Gregory, so you can't just go submit uh, your samples to WADA. It's because if anybody could just go submit their samples, then they would keep submitting it and figure out a way to kind of get around it. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had to do it illegally. So he contacted this guy, and Gregory's like, okay, yeah, whatever. They they went back and forth for a while. Gregory came to L.A. after about eight months of them talking, and they met up. And Gregory goes, okay, I'll take, I'll take your urine back with me. I'll smuggle it in, and I'll test it for you. So about three weeks after they meet in person. So wait, just so I don't want to lose track of this mm-hmm. story before I'm a little lost. Yeah. This He's doing a documentary on cycling. So – his the whole point of the documentary is he wanted to show how easy it is for these cyclists to get around dope. Okay, yeah. Okay, right. get around. I just want to make around, sure that yeah, was straight before. Get, get was, around the testing yeah. is the initial goal of the. Documentary. Okay, that's what I was gotcha. thinking. <clears throat> so about three weeks after we met this guy, this story broke in Germany. That and this this happened right after the Sochi Olympics, which were in 2014. Okay. So four years ago. That Russia had this state-sponsored doping scandal where Russia doped all of their athletes. Every single one of them was juiced. And Gregory, who was the head of WADA, orchestrated the whole thing. Whoa. Did it Did it all. He was the ma- like <sighs> damn near the mastermind behind it all. That's wild. And so... <laughs> All of a sudden, Jeez. this just falls into his lap. Him and this guy have been talking for damn near a year. Oh, and all of a sudden, it breaks that this guy's a mastermind behind this huge Russian doping scandal. <laughs> so, there's this big investigation. Gregory's forced to resign. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, the Russians forced him out. They, no, they uh, and, promoted him. He got a promotion. <laughs> so... <laughs> He, he was in this very high spot. He had a lot of security clearance and things like that. And so obviously when he resigned, he didn't have that anymore. But he had friends that still had their security clearance. And they go, hey, you need to get out of Russia. They're trying to kill you. Like, they're For no, Gregory or for the guy they're, doing the doc- they're, No, they're telling Gregory. Gregory. They're trying to kill Gregory. Yeah. They're trying to kill my man Greg. They're trying to because <laughs> he, he knows all, he has all the information. He knows everything yeah. about it. Yeah. You need to get out of here. KGB's trying to kill you. <laughs> you don't, dude, you don't mess with the kid. No. And they, I think they told That's him a couple times, like, hey, like, you seriously, like, you need to go. <clears throat> yeah. So this guy doing the documentary, Brian, bought him a plane ticket, basically smuggled him out of Russia. Wow. Got him back into the United States. Gregory's now 
in protective custody in the United States. Nobody knows where he's at. Whoa. Can't get in contact with him. <laughs> Anything like Snowden. that. He's off the grid. U.S. is protecting him from the Russians. So, but wow. he came over. He That's brought cool. he brought all of his old laptops, phones, everything, and gave all the information over. That's cool. And basically, just the smoking gun behind it all. Told him how everything was done, and Sheesh. all that. So I listened to this uh, podcast, and I was like, "Dude, this is really like I didn't expect to do it." Riveting. So, so I watched a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called Icarus. Dang. I-C-A-R-U-S. Okay. So this is what the guy oh, ended I'm up making. consider watching this. You should absolutely watch it. I fell asleep before it ended. <laughs> okay. But it goes through exactly how they cheated the whole system. Whoa. They had, they would physically go at night, they drilled tiny holes in the wall, and they would have somebody in there take all the urine samples, hand them through the wall, somebody would take them, run them across the street, Swap them out with new urine, run them back across, hand them back through the hole in the wall, and put them back on the shelves. Whoa, it's so janky. There's <laughs> really no finesse with it. No. It it's worked though. Insane, because the, the precautions on the urine are, are Damn, crazy, dude. They're put in these test tubes that, yeah. like, are meant to not be openable. Like, no. you can't open them. But the Russians experimented and found a way to open them and reseal them without being detected. Jeez. And it's just this huge thing. And so the part that I found really interesting was he, uh, Brian Fogel's talking, he connected the dots between these two events. So at the time, Putin had a pretty low approval rating, some of the lowest he'd ever had. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... Winning the Olympics and doing really well at the Olympics gives this image of your superior. Mm-hmm. You know, your, athlete, your athletes are going out and kicking everybody in the world's oh, yeah. ass. Yeah. You, you are the top. top. So he doped all of his athletes. Russia just killed the games. And his approval rating shot up to over 90%. Oh, my gosh. After the Olympics. Within the year after his approval ratings went up from the Olympics, he went and it invaded... Crimea and the Ukraine. Yep, and took over that. And just those two, like being connected, is Whoa. he doped all of his athletes to win the Olympics, so his approval ratings would shoot up, so, so he could go to Ukraine. Yeah, mind boggling. No, it's wild what he's doing in Russia. Like that's insane. Russia's and you and you can't wild. tell me you you can't tell me that they didn't do some serious fuckery in our election. Mm-hmm. They're doing That's some shady, moves. Dude. That's shady. Yeah. They're, they're no doubt, because they're no doubt the one of the three major powers in this entire world. It's it's getting nuts. I would recommend listening to the podcast or watching the documentary or both. And the podcast is Brian... Brian Fogel. Fogel. We can throw it up on Twitter, too. Right? Yeah. The, the link to it? Yeah, we could. Um, if anybody wants to check it out. What was I going to say? <clears throat> Dang. And the, the Gregor guy... You would think he's just this big, hard ass. This so is he? He's Russian dude. then. He's a Russian guy. Yeah, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. You would think he's this big, badass asshole. Guys, you watch the documentary, can't help but like the guy. Yeah, yeah. nicest guy in the world. <laughs> Funny as hell. Wow. 
just kind of got caught up, and he's just feels terrible about what he did and turned everything over. He said himself, if he's not abiding by what they tell him to do, he's going to get killed. And so, I mean, he's hoping that he just gets away from it. He has a life for longer. That's what's just nuts. No, that's very interesting. You're very knowledgeable on that. <laughs> I was going to say, Because I listen to the podcast and then and I... And then watch it. That's yeah. a lot. That's awesome. I didn't finish the, the doc. I want to finish uh-huh. it. But. Yeah. That's cool. I, I tell you, I love documentaries on Netflix. There's even a documentary ones. about Hulk Hogan on Netflix and the case with uh, um, deciding it's... Do you guys know what Gawkers is? Gawkers. Gawkers. It's an old. Uh, it's it actually got shut down after the case went bankrupt, but it's Gawkers Media Company. They're an online. They were an online news site that would post. <laughs> <laughs> it helps describe. That would post very sensitive news stories about famous people. Yeah. So they would say they would post sex tapes of very well, famous actors and and say this person has this. And was it defamation or was it all kind of true shit? It was true. Okay. And they in and what they stood behind was it was newsworthy because these people are public and the public kind of deserves to know because these people present their lives. When you're to, when you're a public figure you have no privacy. Exactly, right. no privacy. And so this case on Netflix there's a documentary on it. It's I, I believe it's called Switching Sides. And it's Hulk Hogan, and um, but he argues that he's Jim Balella, Balia, excuse me, and that's that's the other person <clears throat> behind Hulk Hogan. Like that's him. His yeah, real person yeah, is yeah. Jim Balia, and the big reason, uh, the bit. I mean, I don't mean. I guess I don't want to ruin it, but for the most part, he looks at himself as. Two completely different people. When he steps in the ring, he's Hulk Hogan. Wow. It is no. When he leaves the house, he's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you, yeah, you which gotta, is weird. That's you know, crazy. That, I mean, that makes sense. You got to put on a totally, especially like, most a, wrestlers a figure are like, like Hulk Hogan. It is <clears throat> night. It's weird. It's really weird to see him sitting in the courtroom, and one of the weirdest parts. And she even she stops it and said, "This part's crazy. Pay it. Like you guys got to watch this. You watch this in wild. class. Yeah, yeah. We watched part of it in class." They ask him, they go, so during this video, you claimed Hulk Hogan has a eight-inch penis. And so they go, the, the, the people arguing for Gawkers said this or something to get across a point. And they go, so what does Jim Balea have? And he goes, nothing near that. No, nothing. And they go, excuse me? He goes, Hulk Hogan has that. Oh, absolutely. That's all him. That's Hulk Hogan. That's him. That's everything. Jim Balea, not a chance. And you're like, whoa, this guy is not normal. <laughs> and he goes back and forth arguing that that's not him. Multiple personality. <laughs> sounds a lot like that. If you're doing your whole life being that other identity, makes sense. who knows? I mean, think about that. 25 years of people running, Hulk, 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 everything. Only it's your Hulk only Hulk. life. When, you, when you're not yeah. in your own house, you're known as Hulk Hogan. That, the Ric Flair documentary you, is just like that. It's very weird. similar. And I mean, if you take the right person that's ready for that kind of switch to a personality, that just becomes their life. They don't even think the same anymore. That'd be so crazy. That was one of the most wild things watching it, is just seeing him act. Who identifies two different individuals. <laughs> He's a creepy looking guy, too. He's got his stash and everything. Hold on. 
He's a legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you guys ever get into the uh, the wrestling when you were younger? Or not really. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Whoa, really? Loved it for a few years there. Really? I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Brad was really into it. Oh, WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown. Wow. Whoa, that rolled right off the A season, bro. That was a little easy. <laughs> oh, I used to watch a lot of it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to tell you. Now, did you have a favorite wrestler? Um, there were some guys I liked. Yeah, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wasn't around. Kid? He was. He wasn't yeah. around. As, <laughs> Stone Cold wasn't around as no. much. I don't really even. I'm just. Thinking of names, Very that, Jim, yeah. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Is. You don't know. You guys don't know who Ray Mysterio is. What's? Can you describe him? Is he a little short Italian dude with a mask? Yeah, I've seen that. Did um, the uh, Nacho Libre? I've seen him. Uh, <laughs> no shit. shit. What was his name? That it was. No, I'm gonna fuck it up, so I'm not gonna say it. Uh, did you believe? Now, when what age did you know that these guys were? Bullshitting everybody there. I mean, I acting. think I, I think I knew the whole time. Okay, I believed it for a while when I would watch it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I believed it at one point, but when did you guys stop believing in Santa? Whoa, Santa! <laughs> oh, hey, no, I, my sister still believes in Santa. Oh crap! I should. I, I don't remember that. I didn't mean to. No, I don't think Addison listens. And if she does, I shouldn't. I, sh- I guess I should have thought about that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I actually have Who a funny. St- reach? I have a funny story about Santa from Florida. Actually, yeah. So, with all the little kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were waiting in line. Something slipped. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. We were waiting in line, and I somehow got dragged into coming down there. Anyways, to we see Santa. To see Santa. Oh, yeah. okay. I saw so, I saw Santa over break. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I, it was it was a lot of walking for. I didn't do anything. We so Santa was at a bar, a beach bar, right? <laughs> no, just listen. Just slam in the Just listen. This is absurd. So on basher, on dancer. So we had to walk all the way from our hotel about two, three hundred yards down the beach, and there was this beach bar that is super popular. All the locals go there. Anyways, Santa's taking pictures. You can go up there, free picture with Santa, sit on his lap, tell him what you want, and you get a. Fucking Lego like or, candy something. Can or something. Like they that. give you a little toy. They get I don't know. Anyways, so we finally get up there. We waited for forty five minutes. Again, I don't know how I got dragged into this. <laughs> and I stand behind Santa because they want the whole family in it. Santa kind of smells like booze a little bit. <laughs> smells like he had a couple Jack and Cokes before he sat down. Jeez. And the entire time we were in the line, his beard kept falling off. So the guy, the guy was probably pretty drunk. Honestly, hey. he probably had been drinking all day because he didn't even notice it a lot. You know, <laughs> you know, he kept putting the it's so whatever. Spag. And um, so yeah, dude, we got a picture with Santa, and I don't know, the guy was rosy and merry and just hammered, and he had like a little, <laughs> like a midget with him, dude, a little elf. Really? Yeah, dude. It was. It's a what movie is it? Bad Santa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a midget elf. I wasn't expecting I was it. I was impressed. They had a little person there being the elf. So. <laughs> Add for authenticity. Yeah, give it, to him. it was good. So, but yeah, Santa, Jack and Cokes. Yeah, slamming them back. Gosh, did you guys? I never. Is it? Does Santa send down this person to take his orders? Because no, I always Santa, knew that wasn't the real Santa. Everybody knows it's not obviously. Santa. Santa has helpers. That's Santa's what it is. Helpers, it's just yeah. other Santas. It's, it's, they're doing. They talk. They they yeah. 
They're <laughs> you know they're in contact with big guns. Yeah, <laughs> the big guns. If you have, they'll tell you that they're not Santa, but they're, yeah, they're in they're in contact. They're in they'll close let, contact. They'll let they'll let Santa know what you want. They're, they're right they're under the his next ear. best thing to Santa. Oh yeah, elves good ass. a little bit below right. elf on the shelf, even further below. Yeah, you guys ever do elf on the shelf? Or I guess that's more of a newer thing. Yeah, but they my, didn't my think sister. Yeah, what, what the hell is that? You don't know what no, Elf on the Shelf is. is. It's a thing where it comes out maybe after Thanksgiving. Addison does it. Um, and you move it around the house every day. So every night when you fall asleep, the elf moves. Does something different. Goes somewhere else. And, and he's okay, always watching yeah, as well. Yeah, oh. they're, it, the, elf, the, the elf on the shelf is watching to make sure you're being good. Gotcha. And they report back to Santa. At night, and come alive, and, they, and, then they, to and then Santa. They, and they come back, and they move somewhere else, and you're not allowed to touch them. If you touch them, then you're getting cool, so you can't. Whoa. You're not allowed I to guess touch I didn't that. know you couldn't touch them. Oh, I kind of oh. like that. That's a good parenting tool. I've always oh, heard it's, too. It's great. Oh dude. crap! I forgot to move the elf. Oh, my mom <laughs> at the state championship game. My parents came back a little late. Woke up the next morning. <laughs> my mom goes, "Oh my god!" Real quick, move it. <laughs> It's Throw it across the room. room. There's been nights. That's cute. There's been times when uh, doesn't do anything. It's been forgotten. <laughs> it's okay. It goes unnoticed. I'm sure. When it was no, first, it doesn't no, go oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. You, you can explain it away. This is bullshit. When it, yeah, totally. You can, you can explain it away. Yeah. When it was first getting popular, uh, they had stuff on Twitter about it, and these elves on the shelves were covered in white dust and then there's a trail of white dust and all their there's there's, and there's people <laughs> there's people that look like drug deals and there's people there's people who go way over the top it's with so it, funny like, the elf got into the flower and was playing in the flower oh, and, and there's or, footprints all throughout the yeah, kitchen stop or it. the elf the elf made some snowflakes in the middle of the night and has the scissors in their hand and snowflakes out on the counter yeah right? All right, Elf. All right, dude. Take it easy, Sir Elf, a lot. (laughs) Jesus. Good trip, though, D? Yeah, it was was good. I actually, I have another story. So you mentioned your penny board was unfortunately missing, stolen. Yeah, sorry about that. If anyone sees it, let me know. We should put up some... Posters. Wanted, yeah. reward. Wanted. What? <laughs> wanted, and then a picture of my board. <laughs> no, I I found one in one of those cheap beachside knickknack shops. I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever been to the to the coast or whatever. Totally. Sure. They have those. You buy a T-shirt that says Florida on it, whatever. Uh-huh. And I went in there, and they had penny boards for sale. And I thought I was hot shit because you and I went out riding that yeah. one. Yeah. And dude, I fell on my ass in front of about really? a, a, a full store of people, and I about took the entire <laughs> hermit crab cage down with me. Oh. So you know when you do that when you, you just go back and you look yeah, for something, you, yeah. it's just <laughs> you try to grab something. I went, and there was a cage to my right, and I went to grab it, and I realized, yeah, this thing's full of hermit crabs. If I pulled it down, oh. I'm gonna be just covered in these <laughs> That'd be scary. Creatures. That would be. Oh, I laid awesome. on my I laid on my back. It hurt so oh. bad. So you were just trying to ride or stand on it? I was trying to ride and like through the store. It, it was wide open lane. I had it, dude. Yeah. And I just went backwards on it. Whoa. Everybody saw me. I don't That's know. Was, so funny. I don't know what was more hurt my pride or my back. <laughs> I was so pissed. My face was red. That's funny. Dang, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've had one of those kind of wipeouts before. No, not in front of a shit ton. There's of there's one way to avoid that. 
Just don't hop on a penny board. Yeah, I think I'm done. No, I'm saying even if it's a, a slippery, maybe the water's wet. I don't think I've slipped or maybe there's a banana peel, you fall. Like, <laughs> I'm saying I don't think I've ever like, had a full-blown wipeout in public. I think the only – I can't remember if I ate shit last year at Campus Marshes ice skating or not, but I think I'm in. Dude, it's coming up, and I'm so slightly oh excited gosh, for that's it. That's pretty public. Yeah, yeah, that's public, dude. There's a lot of people that go out there. Jeez. I'm slightly excited for it when the sidewalks start to get a little icy. Yeah, some people eat. Nobody really expects it to be <laughs> that icy, that black ice. Dude, there was – I've a, seen some wipeouts. Oh, there, was, there was a woman that was – Right on my heels in the turkey trap, who just went down. Whoa! Ronnie oh, <laughs> blew out a wheel. <laughs> blew out a tire. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Dude, I she was right behind me, and I heard it, and her water bottle went flying in Jeez. front of me. Oh my gosh! Like, are you okay? <laughs> a bunch of people stopped. She was fine. Oh so instead of when How I just that I don't know. One time when I did the slow roll, a woman went over her handlebars right next to me. Jeez, front brakes too tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's now, what do you think causes more injuries: the ice itself, or people walking in and not drying their feet off and slipping and sliding everywhere? <laughs> That's I've seen some funny. kids wiping out doing inside. That. Oh yeah, some kid almost did the splits. That and that could be intense. Yeah, his <laughs> garage. Dude, that would hurt. Broke that baby. <laughs> Got some broken damage. <laughs> damage goods? Uh, no, that, I think that's one of the funniest things. <laughs> as long as nobody's hurt. Yeah, no. Oh, Safety. absolutely. <laughs> Injuries, hopefully not. But oh. I was reading this story, just to move on. Um, Budweiser wants to brew beer on Mars. <laughs> oh my god, what? That's the last thing I expect you to say. Now let me read you a quote from Budweiser. When people get there, they will toast on Budweiser. Wow. <laughs> They're claiming it. It's already getting fertile, fertilized. So what they're doing is on December 4th of this year, which is you know, about a week from now. Yeah, not too far. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's on, next it's, week. yeah, on the it's it's the next supply uh, mission that they're sending up to the International Space Station. They're sending twenty barley seeds, which is the main ingredient in their beer, of course. to the International Space Station for thirty days, and then they're going to return it to Earth to see how the microgravity affects the barley seeds. Oh. little experimentation. Little experiment. I figured they had to See how it works. I figured cool. they had to take that into account. <laughs> Which, of course. Who knows, dude? Maybe it makes better beer and all these beer companies start sending all their Whoa. stuff up to space for a month and then bringing it back. Game changer. Or you, age, you, age, you age your wine or whiskey up in space and then bring it home. It ages oh four it times ages. faster. Whoa. Something like that? Could you imagine? Everything's That's just him. flying around our earth. Oh, we <laughs> they so just much up throw there. up, cast up these nets, <laughs> wheel it in. Yep, this is all. I don't think that is how they get that out of space. No, <laughs> that's how Japan was getting rid of debris. Is they would just hoist up a massive net because there's a. This is a serious problem. Hold on. Yeah, trash. Like we're, there's mile, a like a, we're talking probably miles long, right? And that that long. Something. Okay. Something, dude. That's that, how they were doing actually it. done that. A couple times, yeah. To, to try and dissipate them. because the satellites aren't coming through and things like that. So they'll fly up, get rid of this shit blocking it, and then Sheesh. the net uh, is kind of... Pollution around our planet is a big issue. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're, no t- they're, they're talking that as, 
there's a possibility where we could almost trap ourselves in because uh-huh. we wouldn't be able to get out. Open up a Because, yeah, they couldn't fly through. Stuff to the side. And... Hey, excuse me. <laughs> cool, though. Free beer on. That's neat. Yeah, it's, they're probably, I mean, they're probably marketing for all the people on Mars and everything. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a whole on tap group of people. Yeah, they haven't there. even got into that's that market. It's <laughs> a niche market up there. Yeah. New advertising techniques the whole nine yards. <laughs> Dude, that's going to happen, though. Here pretty soon, they're probably going to start marketing on the moon and stuff. Classic. Yeah, for the drive-by, they'll have big yeah. signs. Gas stations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I heard this question recently, and I'm curious how you guys would answer it. What do you guys believe is the biggest problem America faces? So if you were to say, if someone approaches you and says, tell me what is the biggest problem in America, how do you respond? That's a good question. People who drive on the road. I've never thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I don't know. Everyone everyone is a shitty driver. I think everybody is just terrible. Oh, I I feel... That's our problem. Having gone gone somewhere else, I... Driving in Ghana was scary. Yeah. <laughs> no, no street lights. Like oh, very, wow. very few street lights. It's literally just a free for all. Everybody's laying on their horn. <laughs> there's no real lanes. That's what's you're crazy. making. You're making your own lane. I'm telling you, if there's a car here and here, or there's motorcycles that drive in between lanes up and down. If there, there's enough room to fit your car in there, you're gonna pull in there and try to nudge in there. Holy cow! It's it's scary. There's <laughs> very little accidents. Mm-hmm. And even going to those you different, just, yeah, sorry. going to those different places, they'll be honking on their horn like crazy. You're like, dude, what is he freaking out about? And they're just waving to their <laughs> friends, right? just laying on yeah. the horn, going nuts. It's like, jeez, relax. <laughs> so much, yeah. Every taxi that so drove different. by, you walk on the street. Every car that drove by, damn near, was a taxi. And every taxi that drove by would honk at you to see if you wanted to ride. Jeez. So you can imagine the law. There were so many horns. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. It's a whole different... But biggest problem they face is America. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Got off Isn't that interesting, though? Because I, I don't know how to really answer a, that. I don't know if it's necessarily foreign. I think it's domestic, and I think it's that we all don't get along. Uh, a lot of things can't happen unless we get along, so that... I feel like that slows us down. Almost a big problem we have too is, I mean, it's hard to say that we're so, we're overly self-confident. We're so, we're the best around. There's nothing, nothing to learn from anybody else. We know how to do everything. We have all the answers. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that's a big problem. I think that the opioid and the heroin epidemic is that's might, a good answer to might, yeah. might, might be the biggest problem. I hear something. Face. I hear something every day about someone who ODs in the news. And you know, what? we don't see it in Clarkston or really that much in Mount Pleasant. But I was talking to my cousin who just moved out to Seattle. There's people shooting up on the corner. Oh, There's overdoses everywhere, and it's a huge problem. We don't necessarily see a lot of it. Thank God where yeah. we're at, but across the country, it's huge. There's. <clears throat> People, there's like 20 people who will die in one city in a week because wow. of ODs. And you said so. Usually, it starts with painkillers, right, from an injury. Yeah, there's an alarming statistic where I don't want to mess it up, but I thought I heard like four out of five heroin users started with painkillers. Oh, I, I believe it. Yeah, 
Because you, you get painkillers for medicine that are highly addictive. And then when you're out, you go and you try to buy more off the street, which are super expensive. And dangerous, too. And dangerous. <laughs> and, and then you keep buying those. But like I said, they're super expensive. And you just slowly kind of make your way into heroin because it's similar effects and a lot cheaper and more powerful. Yeah, that's scary. <clears throat> yeah, opioids are wild. And a weird thing, so China as well, the whole China area has a huge problem with opioids as well. And a wild fact is during the Mao Zedong era or just a a long, long time ago, when China was first coming out of there, they were very secluded. They kind Mm. of had their own stuff. And whatever they did was their own inventions, their own everything. And obviously at some point they came out and they started to... They meet came, these other countries. Yeah, they came yeah, out the closet a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the ways, one of the things Britain was doing was they were selling them, China was giving them gold or whatever the currency they were using between them was, and they were selling them opioids and basically saying, these are medicated, this is medicational, this will help you, this will do all these things. And it was this opioid era and screwed everything up. It was this massive, massive reform throughout all China because literally everybody was, one, taking opioids, and two, they start creating it because obviously everybody in that country wants opioids. Right. And, and so they start growing these different opioid plants yeah, and everything. A lot, of, a lot of opium over there. And yeah. so ever since this whole started, and they spread this message throughout all of China, and so all these people got their hands on these opioids, and everybody got addicted and it was just these massive reforms people that grew it would be getting raided by police authorities in there it's scary because it can really happen to anybody and if they don't think it can happen to you it's kind of naive yeah Uh it just like you said there's yeah it could just be a a simple injury maybe you you go in for a routine surgery yeah Some of those, there's yeah. a lot of ex-athletes who you know maybe tear up their shoulders. Some of the most right. disciplined people get addicted to this. For sure. Oh yeah. It's it's not really a joke. Absolutely. It's, and there's a lot of people who you might know who are addicts. They, that's you, what's you wild. You have no idea. There's a lot of a lot of middle class white people are heroin users and <laughs> wow. people that you <laughs> wouldn't guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's wild. People people shoot up into the bottom of their toes. Yeah, so you, uh-huh. So you can't see the track marks. in between their toes. That's a, oh god, that's that's going that's great. A lot, that's how you know you're in. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> Once I do it in between my toes, then I'll go, then I'll I'll go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, though, skin no. deep. <laughs> Until then, just keep it. And it's just <laughs> recreational. <laughs> and that you could be clean for twenty years, and. You still crave it and want. That's messed up. I do. I had a research paper that I did on it. And it, like, heroin physically changes your genes to where you, your biology craves it. Wow. That's scary. They, they call it the thing in China, they called it the opioid epidemic. Epidemic. Yeah, that's what they call it here. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like a worldwide thing, killing people basically is what they're referring to it as. Yeah. But biggest problems in America. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add before well, we wrap this little puppy up? Yeah, we going on time. I got a bunch written down, but I can save it. 
Oh, right. um, we're at about 57. Oh, good. so let's uh save that for next week, yeah, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. See you next Monday. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bros Gone Wild podcast. If you'd like to find us on Instagram, type in Bros Gone Wild podcast. We are on SoundCloud as Bros Gone Wild podcast. You can on iTunes, you can type in Bros Gone Wild podcast. On Twitter, you can type in BGW podcast, and on YouTube, you can type in Bros Gone Wild podcast. So wherever you want us, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that. We'll see you next Monday.